Episode 3, Meal Planning and Meal Prep. This is the Goal Crush Podcast, a resource for setting, approaching, and achieving personal goals. Where your co-hosts, Margaret and Christy, share their experience crushing and crashing their way towards success, and sometimes failure, to inspire and encourage personal growth in your everyday life. How are you doing today? Hi, Margaret. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, so I was just very excited. This is our first time recording remotely. And I feel like that in itself has been a big goal for us that we have hopefully, fingers crossed, crushed right now. Yes, we're crushing. We're in the progress of crushing this goal by doing this in two separate locations, me in Portland and you in Spokane. Yes, and it took a lot of us learning new skills, not just the stuff that we had already learned to do the first episodes, but more work to do this. So Right? I mean, there's been a lot of learning curves. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, we're on iTunes now. That Woo-hoo! took something. Um, Spotify, you can find us. Yeah. Um, I think that's really the only two right now, but we're working on other ones. Yeah, I have to double-check Stitcher. I think it had the same problem as iTunes, so hopefully we'll get it updated But no, this has been something that you and I have really been learning and acquiring new skills. And it's been very fun, but uh, definitely stuff that we've had to set goals and (laughs) work on them. Yes, lots of of goals associated with learning how to podcast. Uh, But it's happening. We're doing it. Little little milestones will turn into big ones. So I was just really excited. I wanted to memorialize (laughs) that this was the first episode we're doing with me in Spokane and you in Portland. Yes. So what did you do this week? Did you crush any goals? What's your big goal? So I, and I did set weekly goals this week and I haven't crushed any of them yet, but the big thing that probably what I will be proudest about when I like recap this week in my journal is that I started my new job. Yay! Yay! Margaret's employed again. Yes. And, you know, it's amazing to me how those two months were enough time for me to fall just out of some habits about, like, waking up on time and, you know, just getting myself rolling and going to work on a set schedule. Because I didn't really have any set schedules for the last two months. So that's been my big focus this week has just been letting myself work on reestablishing habits and uh, finding... And remembering how to do this. And so I didn't set a lot of like specific goals to it, but I feel like I have been achieving getting back into the swing of going to bed on time and waking up early and those adulting things. Going to work. Yes. You made it to work. You successfully got to work. I did. I mean, after not going to work for eight weeks, that's a big deal. That's a huge accomplishment. Yes, for sure. Did you accomplish anything exciting this week? I did. So you know how I've just... All my accomplishments have been around my apartment. Yes. This one is also (laughs) about my apartment. (laughs) Um, Having just moved about, I guess it's almost eight weeks now, I've been settling in, but I was watching Netflix the other day, and there is this new documentary out by Marie Kondo. She wrote the book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, which changed my life about like six years ago when I originally did it. And... She has a theory, if you don't know about it, it's Marie Kondo, it's um, Kondo Marie, that sounds funny, but (laughs) 
It's um, her method is to get rid of things in your life that don't spark joy and then to organize them in a very specific way that makes your things, your stuff accessible. And so I did it in my closet. And I had these cubbies around my closet that were really disorganized and they were a weird space and things were just like stuffed into them willy-nilly. So I took everything out and I touched everything and kept everything that sparked joy in my life. And I didn't really have to get rid of a lot because I've purged a lot in the past two years as I've moved three times. So, but I thanked everything that I got rid of and everything is super organized. So this task of organizing my closet that has been migrating and migrating and migrating just has been on my to-do list for weeks now, finally got done. And my closet looks amazing. Amazing. Does amazing. it bring you joy? <gasps> so much joy. Can you hear it in my voice? Yes, I I'm can hear it in your voice. So it's like- joyful <laughs> about like just when things are, when things you love are organized in a way that makes it easier for you to enjoy them, it really does sort of open up energy in your life and in your home, too. I mean, I'm, I will just preach about Marie Kondo, but you can watch it on Netflix. You can read a book. Like, this is a whole other episode. But organize my closet. That is what I crushed this week. That is excellent. Uh, and I, at some point, will have to actually read these books and watch the Netflix series. Um, I'm and going then I to can make you share your joy. <laughs> yeah, but I'll show a picture of my closet. It's so. So nice um, on the show notes. But um, what are we talking about today in our episode? Uh, Today we are talking about meal planning and meal prepping, which has actually been one of the things I've been working on getting back into the swing of things with. Yes, it has been a back into the swing of things. So let's go ahead and get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Meal prepping. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess the first thing is, what is meal planning versus meal prep? Because you hear people talk about both of them, and we use both terms, but I don't mean the same thing when yeah. I say they are not interchangeable. I think that you can use, um, I mean, meal prep planning is a part of meal prepping. Oh, for, for sure. sure. But it's a very distinct thing. Yes. So what are they for you? So meal planning for me is, and I have, I follow the same system I've used at this point basically for years, which I have an Excel spreadsheet that's just really general, but it basically lists every meal and the days of the week and snacks. Um, And I sort of go through it and just fill out what I think I'm going to make for the week. Um, And that ends up being easy for me to then used to make my grocery shopping list. So usually what I actually do when I start to meal plan is I look at what I still have in the fridge. I think about what I have in my freezer. I then decide what I'm going to make based on that stuff and what sounds good, what my plans are for the week. And then I write my grocery shopping list. So that's me too. Yeah. (laughs) I think that we both have the same strategy because it's like the best thing to do. Oh yeah. Um, I, I really think meal planning is, Writing everything down, taking a um, look around at what you already have, take an account of what is already in your fridge, in your pantry, in your freezer, and um, just planning your week out, planning exactly what meals you're going to have. I mean, not necessarily what days, that's something else, but um, just making sure you have enough food planned and prepped 
well, planned for the week and then writing down the grocery list so that I can go and get what I need. Yeah, and I like going through it by week, but I sort of think about like, oh, I'm playing trivia on Tuesday night. I won't be able to make a like more intricate meal that night, so I should have leftovers for lunch on Wednesday from a different day of the week. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like, that's how I use it. It just sort of is a way for me to look and really have some ideas about what my time and ability to cook are going to be. Because I also try to plan ahead if I know I'm going to have like a really shitty day at work, not to put an intricate meal and the schedule around then. Yeah. So versus meal prepping, prepping for me is like the act of actually making food in and getting it done in advance if I can or doing as much of the prep work that is possible for the week so like cleaning things I think grocery shopping can be a part of prep as well oh I absolutely think grocery shopping gets to qualify in prep yeah um the other thing I do that I personally consider meal prep but this also kind of overlaps with the way I meal plan I tend to usually make something on Sunday that will be the bulk of my lunches for the week. It's oftentimes Sunday dinner, but not necessarily. So like if I do a big pot of soup, I actually will dish that up into servings for like several lunches, maybe even more than that. Put one in the freezer at my house, put one or two in the freezer at work, and then also have ones to take with me for lunch. Yeah, I like to do, I don't normally do like what I'm eating on Sunday, but I know what you mean. Like Sunday is my big meal prep day. Yeah. And I think so. Why don't we break down? Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think Sunday falls out for meal prep days for a lot of people because the work week starts on Monday. Right. It's like just so you don't have to think about it for the week. Yeah. So um, why don't we break down sort of our like step by step, what our strategies are for meal planning, like how we, what we actually do. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast. I'm a fairly accomplished home cook and I like to cook. So that's the other thing for me with meal planning. I actually find cooking really stress relieving and enjoyable and pleasant. And I love doing sort of big projects in the kitchen. So I have to, that like that plays into all of what I decide to do with my meal planning. Yeah. Um, Whereas I, I like, I like to cook. It's something I've learned how to do. Um, I've, I'll say this again. It's the first time I've said it here. Um, I learned how to cook so I could throw dinner parties. <laughs> Literally, I learned how to cook just so I could share my table because I enjoy having people over to eat so much. And I think it's so fun to share a meal with someone. It's the best way to hang out. But also I grew up in a home where cuisine was not um, done in the highest caliber. And <laughs> even to this day, I am a semi-homemade type of gal. I want things that are quick. I want them easy. I want them straightforward. I'm cool with like a project meal every once in a while. But you roll in a very different way. You're like a project meal several times a week type of gal where – I really stick to some tried and true things that can be thrown together really quickly. Yeah, and I will cook a several course meal just for myself. And that's the other thing. Like that doesn't seem like a lot of work or spectacularly hard to me, but I realize that it tends to be more effort than most people want to put into the kitchen. It it is, Margaret. It is. (laughs) It is. I mean, like when I'm in a – to be all honest, if I could, I would eat out – Every single day, 
every single meal. When I'm in a rut, I do. When I'm not feeling my best, I will Postmate everything. I will, I mean, Postmates actually, the fees have gotten outrageous. So, <laughs> so maybe not Postmates. Maybe but. not Postmates. Um, I'll use some other app like Amazon. Amazon now has a meal delivery service. I have some feelings about Grubhub, but that's the thing. Like, I know all of them because <laughs> I, whereas for you, I feel like this is, you don't eat out that often at all. No. Yeah, even in like sort of slumps where you're not planning things, you're still cooking for yourself. Like when I'm not meal planning and meal prepping, like if I don't do these things, I fall in, I don't eat at home. Yeah. I don't. I, I just, I'll heat something up. I'll walk to grab something. I'll order in. So these things are really important for me to not do those things. Yeah. And I was going to say like, I don't even, I will go pick up food occasionally, but I don't have food delivered to my house. Like, this is just a concept that does. What? Wait, 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 wait. Like, like, you've never done it or you won't do it? Uh, or like I, you're just I have done to it, it once since I moved to Spokane. I never did it in the three years I lived in Coeur d'Alene. Okay, once. Was it pizza? No, it was okay. from, uh, it was Uber Eats. So I feel like that's a little fancier. Okay, all right, you trendy. Yeah, yeah you yeah. do it. I also just don't use Uber in any way, shape, or form. It's like, I am full of contradictions, but I will not use Uber due to like personal beliefs. So I don't, don't use Uber Eats either. Um, it's the only meal delivery service thing. in Spokane. Oh, <laughs> It was one of very few when I was living in Canada in Toronto. Oh, interesting. They, they have different ones. I'm trying to remember what the name of it because I was doing pretty heavy meal prep when I was living in Toronto. I go through phases. Yeah. Um, so I didn't use it, but they had um, a – everything's a different brand in Toronto because, like, every they, they get the ideas – Oh, this is – no, it's not like they get the ideas from the United States. I'm such an American. They get the ideas from the United States. No. Um, they – like things – it's hard to get them across the border. So a, a Canadian company will just start um, that sort of um, is – that that is like an alternative to something available in the States. Like Postmates wasn't in Toronto. Well, and I mean, I guess that's interesting and – Obviously, I trust you on that because as we just covered, <laughs> you use all of these delivery services. I do, yes. So back to meal planning. Yeah. I have to use this skill, this um, version. I have to use making lists and um, doing my meal planning to make sure I don't go and eat out all the time. And I would actually say I enjoy it. It's one of those things I do that brings joy to my life. I also really love to grocery shop. Um, and frankly, Me too. I know. I go grocery shopping when I'm having a bad day because it makes me happy. Guess what I've started doing, though? I've started getting my groceries delivered. <laughs> You're gonna, like, you are going to die. Like, you don't even like get food delivered. I Well, my new apartment isn't near a lot of grocery stores. Well, it's near, but they aren't like convenient. And they aren't my favorite either. Yeah. So I've been using Instacart and Prime Now and Amazon grocery shopping to our delivery to get all my groceries delivered because it's much more convenient than like trucking somewhere. Oh. Because I don't have a car either. That's true. You don't have a car. I drive like almost six miles to go to Winco, which isn't doesn't sound that far, but they're- You're two- obsessed with Winco. Oh, I fucking love Winco. It is- <laughs> I mean, they're 
I like Idaho. It was a great place to live. Um, frankly, there are many things that I found enjoyable about the state. The number one thing Winco has given me and like given the world is Winco. <laughs> the number one thing Winco has given oh, I to you? Idaho. Sorry. Okay, I was like, what? <laughs> no, so the number one thing Idaho has given the world and given me is Winco. It's a Boise company. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, like, so... I find Winco a great place to shop. It's super affordable. They have everything. It's always is really... It, is it only in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. They are, I think, in California now. But I want to say... From... Why don't you explain what, like, Winco is? Yeah. Yeah. So, what, Winco... so tell us about... Tell the world about Winco. Oh, I love Winco. So Winco is essentially... It's a grocery store. It's not a membership like Costco or Sam's Club. Uh, but it operates on the, under some of the same principles. There's very little advertising in the store. They don't um, put anything out in special displays. Everything's kept in their original boxes that they're shipped in. Kind of like how Costco keeps costs low. So Winco does all of that. Uh, they actually work directly with a lot of the farmers for their produce to cut down on costs on uh, middlemen. They're pretty willing to carry independent stuff because the theory being if they can make a deal with you directly, it's cheaper and they'll see what it sells Margaret, like. Yeah. I um, love how knowledgeable you are on Winco. Can okay. I just say that? I you just- <laughs> truly obsessively love Winco. Um, it's also employee owned. It's supposed to be, according to like both gossip and what I've heard from people who work there, a really good employer. People like it. They pay well. They treat you well. They feel invested in the company since they own it. So that also is really inspiring to me as a way to like, if I'm going to spend my money, I like supporting a business I agree with. Like for some people, this might feel like a tangent, but I honestly think finding a grocery store you love and learning to make grocery shopping work for you is a huge part of meal planning. Yes. Whereas like you go out of your way to go to Winco and these days I don't, (laughs) I just order my groceries in because it is what makes it possible and more convenient and works for my life to make sure I can cook at home and I can meal plan and I can meal prep versus the alternative, which is, being like, I'm hungry, what the fuck am I doing with my life? What am I having for dinner? You know, it's important knowing what your favorite grocery store is and learning how grocery stores work too. Yes. I mean, learning how you want to get your groceries and fitting in the time to go grocery shopping um, is all really important to meal planning. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is like meal planning and meal prep both really at some point start with going grocery shopping or getting food to your house, however that is. But... Uh, I don't think you can really skip the step of getting groceries into your fridge and pantry. So I've got a great story. Okay. So I did not always know how to go grocery shopping. No. And I had to learn. And I have this friend, Sarah Ruth. She is a foodie. She's like you. She yeah. loves cooking. She likes making things from scratch, all that. And I was a mess, like, in my early 20s. And I had never gone grocery shopping. Like, I, I, I did, or I'd never made a grocery list. It was something crazy like that. I'd never <laughs> made a grocery list. And she was like, okay, I'm going to give you a grocery list so you can, you know, go grocery shopping. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write it. So she helped me write it. And she was like, all right, so blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. She's like, oh, and you want to get some lentil soup 
and pasta salad and da -da 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 -da, a few other things. So I go and I get all the things on the list being like, oh my God, like I have to find out where these things even are in a grocery store. And I get the lentil soup and I, I get the pasta salad and I'm like, that's odd, but okay. And I go home and I make the pasta salad and I open the lentil soup and I put the lentil soup in the pasta salad. <laughs> And it's fucking disgusting. It's disgusting. So I call her and I'm like, Sarah, why would you have me put lentil soup in pasta salad? This is so disgusting. And she's like, what are you doing? I meant lentil soup, like to eat lentil soup and like pasta salad to eat pasta salad, like separately. <laughs> Just because they were next to each other on the list doesn't mean you mix them together, you idiot. And I was like, oh, so that's a little background on like where I started with meal planning, grocery shopping, feeding myself. Um, so I'm very proud of where I am now. Um, so for me, I keep a bullet journal, and which we're going to go in later because we both started new bullet, bullet journals. Yes. This last week. So it's the um, second week of the year now. But, um, so I have a page, I always create a page like once a week. I usually do it on like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So it's like the end of the week I'm wrapping up and I go and I write on one side, I make a list, I go into my fridge and my freezer and I write down in my pantry everything that could be used to make a meal. Not necessarily what I'm going to use, but everything that could be used. And I pick little marks next to the things that need to be used and then I look at what's there and come up with a few recipes that could be made from what is there and put those off to the side of like what like the meal I'm going to make, like chicken strips or soup or um, something else. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, from there, I start at making a grocery list or of things that I'm going to need to make those things. And then if there's any more space that I'm like, okay, well, what do I want? If there's if I need more room, then I add another recipe or two and figure out what I need to buy those. And there is my grocery list. Very similar to what you've outlined as well. Yeah, and I I read a lot of cooking blogs. Uh, I read cooking magazines. But I think sometimes that also helps me start thinking of ideas. It's not just what do I have in the fridge, but also like what sounds good. And sometimes I think that can be hard to get – and, and I get in ruts. I mean, I do a lot of chicken enchiladas. It's one of those meals <laughs> that like that with a creamy corn slaw, I'll eat it all the time. It makes good leftovers. Nothing chicken apple sausage. Yeah. That's my chicken apple sausage. But I literally don't have to do anything to eat chicken apple sausage. I just have to buy it and fry it. Well, and this goes, and now we're merging into like meal prepping, but I'll do a lot of things like when I make enchiladas, I'll make a pan that goes in my freezer so that when I'm starting to decide what I'm going to plan for the week, if I look in the freezer and see like I have enchiladas that are like maybe from last month, oh, I'll probably add those into the meal plan one night so that it gets used. I try to rotate through things in a reasonable mm -hmm. period of time. That just depends on life. I don't know how to be reasonable with rotating food. I literally will eat something so much until I hate it. I, I don't know how to do it anyway. I think it's maybe it's because I'm like not as seasoned at this. I mean, I, I feel like I've only really been meal planning, meal prepping for about like two years. Oh, maybe. I, have, I have my spreadsheets going back before law school. You have a fucking spreadsheet? Did you not hear me say that I make an Excel spreadsheet every week? I must have just like literally erased it from my mind. 
because I didn't want to believe it. Yes. That you have a spreadsheet for this shit. Yeah. So I do a meal plan spreadsheet every week. I will. Oh, you're so over the top. I will put a couple examples up in the show notes. It's really like, it's just a form for me to like be able to fill something out. And cause I'm, I'm pretty visual. Uh, I don't keep this in my journals. I don't know why, but I think it's just easier. So I have a Google doc, like, and I just every week make a new ex- spreadsheet in the Google doc. And then I just fill in things. It's really not like I have to stick to it. I'm not like being fastidious. Meals will get switched around as the week goes on. Yes. Um, this is just a way to get my, to get me thinking about what I need to do. And then once I have the idea of like, what's the appropriate amount of food slash meals I need to do for the coming week, I write my grocery shopping list. You're going to probably laugh at me too. Not only do I love Winco and know it by heart, I write my grocery shopping list by aisle. What? What? <laughs> so just, you're such a show off. You're such a show off. Like you do it by aisle. I just, I have no re- rebuttal. <laughs> Is that a lawyer thing to say? I have no rebuttal. Yes. So it's kind of conceding an <laughs> argument and no lawyer ever does that. Well, so. <laughs> shows I'm not a lawyer. How about that? Um, I'll put up some examples of what my grocery shopping list look like. I, I carry around several different notebooks with me at all time, but one of them is just like a little field notes, small notebook. And I usually write my grocery shopping list in the one that I'm working on, like that, the one I'm carrying for right now. It's just, and it's, it's easy notes. I also, if I have to do multiple stores, we'll separate it out that way. But that, but as much as I like grocery shopping, I try to be efficient when I'm doing it. So that way I can go through and get all of my produce. It's no longer by meal. It's not by meal anymore. It's now by aisle. And then when I get home and I actually start to prep, I'll sort of switch it back into the meals. Do you know what's more efficient? What? Than doing it by aisle. Going out? Doing it in an app and then pressing deliver between 6 and 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah, this is... <laughs> blows my mind okay but I want to backtrack just a tiny bit where you said that you know it's not always set in stone what you eat on what night oh yeah because that's the next thing I do I map out like on a on one page I do I make a line or I write it all down it's all written down I do like a I do BLD so breakfast lunch dinner for every day in the week mm-hmm. and then I write down what I'm going to eat at, at each meal um, for like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I do not think once ever I've actually eaten exactly what I said for each day. But it makes sure that I have enough food on hand to eat every meal. It, to make sure. And if I'm eating out, if I know I'm going to have dinner out, I put like out. So I know that I'm eating out that meal because I do eat out. I I. I I do eat out and I will order in sometimes and I go out to meet friends. So making sure that like I don't have too much food for those nights that I am not going to cook or those lunches that I'm going out to eat. Yeah. And that's the thing is I usually have a pretty good idea in the coming week what my social activities are. So they go into my meal plan exactly that same way. If I'm getting breakfast with a friend one day, that goes into my meal plan. Uh, I don't, I play trivia, like pub trivia every week. I don't always eat at the pub, but I may plan for it. Or if I know that, like, I'm going to run late at work, so I probably won't want to cook between work and going to trivia, then I plan on eating at trivia, and I put that into my meal plan. See, if I went to trivia every week, I would just eat at trivia every week. 
It kind of just depends on... We used to play at a wine bar that was next to a pizza place, and they had, like, good pizza and salads. Now we play at, a like, a pub that has good pub food, but I'm not always a fan of pub food. Sometimes I'd just rather have something I made myself. And this is also one of the reasons I don't eat out as much. I actually oftentimes prefer to make my own food. Ugh, ugh. I would eat anything prepared by anyone else rather than me have to cook it. I mean, I like cooking. I, that's an overstatement. Like, I do enjoy cooking. I do enjoy learning new things. But I still love food made by other people more. Yeah, and so I think, like, part of what both of, what works for both of us is having, I always think of my meal plan, it's more like a guide. It's not uh, an absolute set in stone type. Yes. Uh, and, and that's really important. Because it does mean that, like, if I get home from work and I had planned a more intricate meal and I now just don't feel like cooking, I try, and that's that's one of the things I do naturally in my meal plan at this point. Um, I try to like have some intricate meals, some easy meals, some sort of in-between. I also plan for leftovers so that I can be lazy sometimes. And that way it lets me switch. So if I had planned on doing, I don't know, like actually making the chicken enchiladas from scratch one night, which doesn't take me, it's not that hard, but it still involves cooking. It's and I, not that hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I get home and I don't want to do that. I may switch it up for like a grilled cheese and frozen tomato soup from my freezer. Yeah, I mean, so I think that this is a good segue into meal prepping. Yes. I'm someone that really thrives when I do a big cook. When I do like a big prep on Sunday and I make almost all of my food for the week, um, there are, I, I, I have, I'm not really doing that right now. It's a great strategy for me sometimes. Um, other times I'll do, you know, half of my prep on Sunday and do like two of my main dishes. Like this Sunday I made like a cashew chicken in my instant pot and I made, um, guess what chicken. I made for dinner tonight. <gasps> Was it so good? It's so good. It's such it's a great so recipe. Good. You guys, the whole kitchen sink, um, our whole kitchen sink. She used to be paleo Bailey on Instagram. She is one of my favorite Instagram cooks because she's not super duper fancy, but all of her food is so good. And it's healthy. I mean, healthy. It is healthy. It's paleo. It's She's really into Whole30. Um, and she has a podcast, too. It's called A Little Sal- Salty. And I love listening to that. Oh, I did not know she had a podcast. I will have yeah. to listen. Um, yeah. No, you turned me on to her. And it's a great recipe. Uh, I made it tonight. I got home from work. I walked Fenway for like an hour. And I had dinner on the table by like 7 15 which and I hadn't prepped anything so yeah, it's part so of, easy and like, like yeah part of getting back into the swing of work is also getting back into the swing of doing things like meal prep because I could have made this dinner faster tonight if I had prepped ahead of time and mm-hmm. we'll post to this recipe because this will make more sense if you see the recipe but um it calls for ch- uh chicken cut into like one and a half or one inch to one and a half inch pieces. And I hadn't cut any of my chicken ahead of time. That's actually something I will do as meal prep, either on a Sunday or the night before, if I know I'm going to be a little rushed for the next night's dinner. Um, I ate it with a bunch of stir-fried veggies. I hadn't prepped any of those veg. 
I'll do that ahead of time on Sundays. I'll actually look at my menu and go, hey, look, I'm going to need two cups of diced onions for this recipe. And I'll just dice a bunch of onions all at one time. That's such a smart move. See, I'm less of a person to prepare like the individual things. Sort of like, that's almost like pre-mise en place. Yes. And that's but, like... It, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, like it really advanced mise en place. Like it, in advance. It is. And part of that is I tend to do a big cook on Sunday too. So if I'm doing a big cook that calls for, and I'm using onions as an example here, a cup of diced onions, and I know I'm going to need two more cups of diced onions for a recipe in two days, I'll just try to dice all of those onions at one time since I'm doing it anyway. But this is, again, like I have meal planned and meal prepped for years and so I've gotten very efficient at, I also live by myself and I do this. So, I mean, cause I know a lot of people would argue, oh, you live by yourself. It's easier. You don't need to like cook the same quantity of food or you don't have to worry about feeding other people. But for me, at least I like, I am happiest and healthiest when I eat a regular and balanced diet. And so it's just, it's priority for me. And if making dinner, mm-hmm. if sometimes having dinner started, like, i.e., everything's already chopped, makes it just a little bit easier to make dinner. Yeah. So I really do like doing everything in advance, how I talked about. And But also, I'm not someone that – so if I do do a big meal prep on Sunday, I cannot I, – I don't put them in, like, their meal – like, I don't put, like, the meal into its container at that time. Let's say I have, like, three servings of something – I don't put them into like a little, you know, sometimes you follow people on Instagram. They're like, here's my everything prep for the week. And they're all in little meals, like in the same container. I do this, of course. Oh my God. Do you know that's the surest way for me to not want to eat it when it's time to eat it? I know you've said this before, which it blows my mind. So part of like for my meal prepping, particularly for my lunches and sometimes my breakfast, depending upon my work week, my job and other things, I'll eat breakfast at my desk. So if that's going to happen, like I'm working out in the morning or I have an early meeting or I have like an early court uh, uh, case, then I usually eat at my desk. And so I prep that ahead of time. And for me, the surest way to ensure I will actually eat what I had planned on eating and what's healthy is by putting it in small containers ahead of time in my fridge. No, no, no. I will 100% not want to eat it if it's already in the meal. So I have to do it what I call buffet style. So I put everything, like the big, every like main things, like all the chicken will be in a thing. All of like the spaghetti squash will be another thing. All of the rice will be in another thing. All of the potatoes will be over here. All of this, the, the veggies will be in this thing. And then either the, the night before uh, if I'm or the morning of for lunch, I'll go in and put something together. So it's never technically the same thing. Like I can have lots of the same ingredients, but like one day it'll be a salad with like chicken and potatoes and like olives and some veggies. And the next day it'll be like a rice bowl with chicken and one of the veggies and some guacamole. And so it's always, so it's a way to eat the same food over and over technically, how meal prep sort of sometimes is easiest but in my head I'm tricking myself and I also sort of like the idea of putting it together each day so it's what I actually want because I'm someone that's really based off cravings I'm someone especially I think maybe it's because I love to order out so much like I want to eat what I want when I want it and 
that's a way for me to prep in advance, but also have a little bit of control over each day to be like, oh, what do I actually want to eat from the, do I, I get to choose between steak and chicken. And I get to choose if I want to eat it over a salad or in a rice bowl. And I get to choose if I want this prepped veggie or this prepped veggie. I mean, near the end of the week, it's there's less choice. And it sort of forces you into like, oh, well, all I have left is a little bit of rice and a little bit of this and all that. Like, so this is what I'm eating. But it allows me to feel like I'm choosing what I'm eating without with also having it all prepared so I don't end up eating out every day. And that's interesting. I think one of the things that's the bottom line lesson here. And as, so there's a couple of things that we both do that I think are really crucial to our success. We write it down. Mm-hmm. We actually do sit, set aside time to make plans and yes. potentially prep. Like you said, wash things, uh, get them, you know, ready to be cooked, uh, maybe do a big cook, but not dish them up into individual meals yet, which all of that's meal prep. And I do that. I may get a little fancier with like the chopping of ingredients and stuff like that. But regardless, like those are the things that we both do that I think really do work that and are pretty crucial to our success. But and we grocery all- shopping. Yeah. I think it's hard. Maybe it, it might be hard sometimes to realize that grocery shopping is like, if you've never done this before and you're like, I don't know, I don't know. Or maybe you're an expert and you, you're like, you know, you know, the aisles of the grocery store and what's on each aisle. Right, Margaret? Yes. But I think that, you know, remembering that grocery shopping is a crucial part of meal planning and um, it's not always and it's something that is a, a skill that you learn as well. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, too. Meal prepping and meal planning, meal planning particularly does get easier the more you do it Uh, all of this does life does yeah for sure Um, (laughs) if there's a bottom line lesson we want from all this yeah it gets easier and I think the other part of what I was gonna say like what I was saying is we there's some things we do that are very similar there's also things we do that are very different because we've identified what works for each of us Mm -hmm. and I think that's crucial to understand in meal planning and meal prepping and I say this to people all the time when they're impressed with my meal planning skills and like oh, how do you do that? I always put things on my meal plan and then I don't want to make them. And I always ask, well, do you put things on your meal plan you like? And they go, well, no, I put this recipe on because it was healthy or something like that. Here is my bottom number one recommendation to you on meal planning, food that you will eat. Don't put something on your meal plan you don't like. I think also people are overambitious. So if you put, you know, four really intricate meals on your meal planning, there's going to be a chance that you don't make any of them. You want to make sure you put achievable and attainable meals that you know you're going to have the energy. You know how to make them. You don't want to do four new recipes in a week. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I ha- I love this. Um, I make I make paleo um, chicken tenders, but they're sort of um, labor intensive, and they've been literally floating from meal plan to meal plan to plan- meal plan for like weeks because when I get around to it I love these they're my favorite thing ever but they take too much time you know so you have to give yourself enough time with those items on your list as well yes so I think that's the thing is like figure out what works for you and it doesn't have to be the same as anyone else everyone's is a little bit different write it in a bullet journal keep an excel spreadsheet like me you know get your groceries delivered it doesn't matter just Meal planning and meal prepping is essentially, in my mind, set aside some time to be intentional in how and what you're going to eat for the next week. I mean, if this was as easy as 
you know, you'd think it would be, there wouldn't be entire services. Oh, yeah. That, and You know, Blue Apron, HelloFresh, that literally do the meal planning and prepping for you. And I'm actually going to say I did do one of those plans for a while. And there are things I found really excellent and convenient about it. And I could potentially see if I go back to having a work schedule where I'm just crazy busy during the day. Um, and I had, like, for a while, I had a work schedule where I just didn't have any downtime. I could go back to doing it, not because I'm not a good cook, but because it made everything more convenient. So figure out what works for you. And that's the, like, bottom line for meal planning yeah. and meal prepping. Exactly. There we go. Meal planning and meal prepping. Yes. From Margaret and Christy. And I'm sure you're going to hear more about it because we love that. <laughs> we really do. Um, but thanks for listening. Bye, you guys. Where, there it was. Meal planning and meal prepping. Sharing how we crushed that goal. Yes. And we'll put up some examples of what our refrigerators look like and my Excel spreadsheet and stuff like that. Again, figure out what works for you. But these are some places that we have found that these are the things that work for us and they're places to start. Um, So Christy, uh, so aside from liking to share our meal planning and meal prepping love, is there any other crushes out there right now? Yes, we do have a hashtag goal crusher. Um, my former roommate and my best friend, <laughs> the most supportive person on earth, um, Bridget. You can find her on Instagram at Bees Fierce Life, B-E-E-S Fierce Life. And um, she is such a goal crusher. She is someone that goes out and gets what she wants from the world. She um, got her yoga teacher certification in India and she came back and she was working in hospitality And, you know, she decided she wanted to work in the health field. And so she got into working with a specific gym, Move Fitness. And now she's out in South Carolina and she built a bar program from scratch. That's insane. Like trains people, has like trainings on how to teach bar classes and built it all from scratch. And now she's out there just crushing life, such an inspiration, always learning something new, running like a business within a business. And she's just so inspirational. And so I wanted to shout her out today at Beast Fierce Life for being an amazing goal crusher and hashtagging us on her goals. So if you go to Goal Crusher or hashtag the Goal Crush, you'll be able to see her and us crushing goals. Um, Great job, Bridget. Yes. Way to go, Bridget. That's awesome. (laughs) I actually had a question because for you, I was talking to a friend of mine who is 23 which is, I think we can all acknowledge, a hard age. Oh, the worst age. And one of the things I know is that you have not only, like, have you read a lot of self-help books, you found them very helpful at various points. And she and I were talking because she was trying to find something to go to to sort of get some, not direction to her life, but just to feel like, are the things I'm feeling and experiencing normal? And how do I go about starting to, be an adult and grow up. And I wondered if you had any ideas. I did. Oh my gosh. Every, whenever I've read a lot of self-help books and I've read a lot of personal growth books. I've read a lot, um, on sort of learning how to be your best self and learning how to get past negative self-talk. And I will always, always, always recommend, I can't recommend anything else more highly. Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. I think we, we mentioned this last, last week or in another episode, but I'll bring it up again. 
and I will bring it up again. I'll bring it up today. I'll bring it up tomorrow. I'll bring it up for the rest of my life. It, she deals with shame research and living a wholehearted life. So a lot of her work goes into setting up your beliefs and your self-talk and understanding shame triggers to feel like you're moving in the right direction and to get in a space where you can move in the right direction. Awesome. Well, I will definitely recommend that to Abby. Um, I love it. And it was, I think it is such a great suggestion. I'm currently reading her uh, Rising Strong. Oh, I haven't gotten there. Oh, no, I've read that one. I have read that one. Yeah. I haven't read The Dare to Lead. Yes. Or the Braving the Wilderness. I haven't done those two, her latest two books. Yeah, I, I did Braving the Wilderness as an audiobook recently. But um, no, I'll pass it along because I just, I think that's the thing about goal crushing. You also sometimes have to ask for help and suggestions from other people. So Yes. And so this is the area of our podcast. We're going to share our community who are crushing goals. We'll answer questions if you have them. You can follow us at The Goal Crush on Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. And you can tag your photos, hashtag the goal crush, hashtag goal crusher, and we will take a look at them. Yes. And we are definitely on iTunes and Spotify right now. If uh, you listen to us, please leave a review on iTunes. It's super helpful for us right now, and we'd really appreciate it. And we're also working on getting on other podcasting platforms. So if there's another podcast provider that you would like to be able to access this podcast on, please let us know. You can send us a direct message on Instagram and we will get right on top of it. Thanks so much for listening. 